<laughs> what is going on, guys? This is Gene Jensen, and it is time for another Friday Night Live. Let's get things rocking and rolling. We're going to give, I didn't make any announcements on social media, so we're going to give a little bit of time for people to jump on. And while they do that, I'm going to turn off my Bluetooth and get these things out of my ear. All right. There we go. All right. Take my earbuds out. Don't need them for this one. But anyway, it's good to have everybody here. It is awesome to be uh, to be alive right now. It's pretty cool. I'm a, it's been a crazy week. I bumped my head last week. Uh, got a few stitches in my nugget. Um, or stitches. I got staples in my head is what I do. But uh, but everything's all right. It's uh, it's been a good week. I haven't done much fishing. Been doing a lot around the house. Finishing getting well, trying to finish getting the garden garden in with all this rain. So how's everybody doing today? Oh, welcome everybody that's joining through my podcast and everything else. Glad, glad you're listening. And, uh, and yeah, we have a pretty good video I launched this week about all about square bills. I think it was like 35 minutes long, but my goodness, it was full of information. My, my son actually produced it and edited it. And, uh, I'm very proud of him. Jordan did a really good job of, uh, of editing that video. So, um, what's up Northern Pike Hulk? What's going on, man? John, what's going on, brother? Oh, he says he finally caught a couple last last week. That's awesome, man! Congratulations. Awesome, awesome. Oh, Chef A H, what's going on, man? Richard Stroud, man, you doing all right? I'm gonna adjust my seat real quick. Hopefully, it'll let me. There we go. What's going on? Dwayne Miller says he's catching his first live. Going on, hitting Oconee. Who hit Who hit Oconee? Eno five ten. He's hitting it in the morning. All right, that's awesome. That's awesome. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope nobody's uh nobody's sick with all this COVID nineteen nineteen going on. I've got a right there is where I hit my head. I got six staples in my head, and uh pretty simple, pretty easy way of doing it. And I uh I was putting in some fence posts around the garden and hammer, you know, you've got a post driver, one of those steel post drivers that weigh about 25 pounds and I'm hammering down. Well, I've got tendonitis in this hand and I've got something going on my wrist in this hand, but I came down and it snagged and I didn't have the grip on it and it came off and came down full force on my head. Uh, it was the handle that hit me in the head and it ripped my head open. So blood everywhere, scared the crap out of my son. It was kind of funny, but uh, everything's fine. I didn't get knocked out. Went to, went to the hospital, had it stapled, went home, finished uh, putting the tomatoes in. So, but uh, other than that, be sure to to uh, to go on. Man, ah, I forgot to put the link in in the description. But anyway, on um, go to my it's my YouTube page, my Instagram page, and uh, and enter to win a fishing trip with me. Or you can go to uh, to any of my last few videos and click on the link in the description down there, and you'll be, have a chance to enter. Uh, for a fishing trip where we fly you or drive, get your, or anyway, we get you from where you are to Rome, Georgia, and you and I go fishing for a day. So it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll go in the big boat since I, so I can video it a little bit easier. 
but I think there's like 12 or 13 different ways to enter. There's a bunch of different ways to enter, but that's all compliments of Georgia 811, uh, which is basically what 811 is, is you dial 811 before you dig in your yard or out along the road or wherever else to, to have them. And what they do is they facilitate the, the, the companies, the uh, utility companies come out and mark their lines so you don't dig into their lines and cause thousands of dollars worth of damage. So it saves you a lot of money and it's a, it's a free deal. All you got to do is just give them a call. So anyway, let's see. Um, what do you think of the best beginner fishing kayak and important accessories to buy with it? Uh, buy one that you can afford and that you've tested out is a good, be I mean, it's, because everybody's different. I can I can suggest one and somebody will like it and somebody won't like it. I like some kayaks, some I'll never get in again. Um, you know, it just all depends. And then you've got to have a PFD and you've got to have a good paddle. Spend a little extra money on a on a good paddle and uh, and you'll be fine. But other than that, everything else is just bells and whistles. Um, let's see. Post driver came up and busted. Yes, it did. It, it, actually, it just, I came down and it snagged on one of the teeth on the post on the very top tooth and just rolled down on my head. But I was already just, I was trying to get through some hard soil. And the funny thing is, is my best friend of 20 some odd years, uh, he had the same exact injury three weeks ago and had, or four weeks ago and had staples in his head in the exact same spot as mine. So, except he didn't have any hair. He's bald. Um, let's see. Yikes. Man, everybody's saying hi. What's going on, everybody? Uh, did I dial 811? Uh-uh. No, my son ran in and grabbed my wife. It was a lot of blood, man, but I, I, I don't lose control very easily during any kind of situation. And so on my way down, I remembering, I remember thinking to myself, man, I'm glad I didn't get knocked out. And uh, then once I got on the ground, I realized that I was bleeding pretty bad. So I held pressure and laid down on the ground. So all the blood would, would flow onto the ground and not all over my clothes. So I didn't look like my wife was trying to kill me when I, when I went to the ER. So, uh, hey, Gina, I live in Central Florida. I can't catch any bass. I've probably fished 30 to 40 hours. Do you have any tips that could help? fish in florida the best way i know how to is to literally crawl a worm along the edges of the grass lines um, i have to be there to look at the lake and see what it's all about but i catch more fish going super slow with black and blue and june bug worms than any anything else in florida so sean piscatelli what's going on man uh what's up fluke hope all is well any opinion on bass tracker boats i the bass tracker boats. Now I'll, I'll go off of what I've got a bunch of buddies, not a bunch of buddies, but a few buddies that own bass trackers. And when they get in my boat, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, wow, this boat is stable. So a bass tracker is the way it's designed, the hole and everything else. It's a lot more rocky. And so you'll find yourself fishing the center of the boat more and not stepping to the side. I do a lot of fishing with my foot up on the gunnel or my, you know, stepping way over to the edge of the boat to get a good accurate accurate cast and from what i've heard from my buddies you can't do that in a tracker and feel comfortable uh depending on your weight of course but even two people on a boat that guy in the back of the boat if he shifts to to one side and you're not balanced right you could go swimming too so that's my opinion on him 
Dwayne Miller, man, thanks for the 10 bucks, guys. That's man, I I love you guys that are that are willing to donate a little bit of money to to uh to super chat. You don't have to. I'm not I'll never say you have to, but man, it sure is awesome to see you guys are willing to do that. So what what would you recommend for for two or three rod and reel setups for bank fishing? Baitcaster or spinning doesn't matter. Just a couple setups I can fish uh, most all conditions of lure southern Louisiana. Um three. The first one's gonna be a medium spinning rod. Um the second one's gonna be a medium fast action bait caster. And the third one's gonna be a medium heavy uh bait caster. Seven, the, the medium heavy seven three, probably. I don't like to get too long from the bank. Uh here in Georgia, we got a bunch of trees and crap that get behind us. But the medium, like a 610 uh medium and then the the bake the spinning reel somewhere around 610 612 or 612 is seven feet duh. but uh seven foot but uh but yeah man that should that should set you up pretty good uh you can cover just about you can have everything but just giant baits with there with that so thanks for the 10 bucks again man you're awesome uh best baits to catch small mouse Ooh, i'm not a small mouth expert uh, I always catch them on tubes or um, some type of a creature bait, um, but that's about it. I don't do a lot of small, a lot of smallmouth fishing. So uh, the city troll, welcome, man. Says Bass and Bonsai says uh, awesome channel, Gene. Definitely the most informative fishing channel on YouTube. But have you ever fished with BFS Veer? I have no clue who or what that is. Uh, first time for me watching most of your great vids. That's awesome. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it, man. Uh, spinnerbait versus chatterbait. Spinnerbait is really good around timber. Chatterbait will get you hung almost 99% of the time. So if I'm fishing around wood and like lay down stick ups and things like that, I don't grab a chatterbait. If a lake has grass, I'm going to grab a chatterbait every time. But I love to catch a fish on a chatterbait most of the time. Spinnerbait, if I've got a lot of wind on the water, and I've got the fish chasing a lot of bait. Uh, spinnerbait tends to act, to act a little bit better, catch a little bit better than a chatterbait. So it just all depends on conditions. So Hunter Nixon, thanks for the 10 bucks, man. That's awesome. Uh, says, going to Logan Martin tomorrow, would some of the bass already be heading back out to the main lake points and brush piles are still up shallow? If I had to guess, they would be about 50 50 you're going to have a bunch shallow you might have a few heading out to the main lake and out to the points but maybe not there yet depending on how far back up the creek they are but you should still have a bunch of fish shallow so uh joe winkle thanks for the ten dollars brother man y'all are awesome golly uh oh kathy Methaney. hey kathy thanks for buying some uh some fluke master gear i saw that facebook post she bought a Fluke Master uh, shirt and and uh, and a and a, a water bottle, duh. But uh, really awesome. And you guys can get a ten percent ten percent off from now until the end of the month using Fish with Fluke eight one one as a as a uh, discount code. So it says one hundred and forty watching, but only seven likes. Y'all help them out. Yeah, hit the like button. I always forget to tell you guys that. I uh, ever heard of Champion Bass boats? I have, man. I've been in one um, probably ten years ago. They were really nice. So um, I didn't think they were still in business. Maybe they are. Hey, Gene, I live in Carrollton and just got a small John boat. Can you recommend a, a couple of lakes or ponds to launch and catch some huge bass? I'm not 
too familiar with Carrollton. I know there's a city lake that's there. I don't know if you can put John Boat in it or not. Um, the best way to find and find out places like that in Georgia, though, is go to the Department of Natural Resources website, click on the little fishing icon and look for places to fish. And they have like you can search by counties in order to give you all of the public lakes and public accesses and stuff like that. A lot of information in there. So um, how do I give money there? As far as I know, see, I, I don't do it much on the back end uh, when it comes to donating money. There should be a, a little super chat icon somewhere that is looks like a money symbol and you just click on it is how you do it. I appreciate everybody. Um, Hector, today I went fishing to take or to uh, fishing. The lake was very calm. It was like a sheet of glass and nothing seemed to work. How do you fish this condition? That is called snot slick water, man. Um, I, I remember for years, me and my one of my me and my fishing partner, Bobby Smith at, at Clark's Hill, it seemed like every Monday was a post-front slick calm bluebird sky day, and it was tough fishing. But when it's slick calm, I don't throw anything moving. I go to the bottom, I grab a drop shot, I grab a shaky head or a jig, or just think that the fish need to see something that looks edible. Um, because the, you don't have the, the wind on the water to break up the, the light to make it more difficult for them to see and that kind of stuff. So you really got to get closer to cover or maybe closer to hard bottom, but just, you're going to fish something slow and that looks like it's something they want to eat. Uh, go to saw plastic for ponds would be, um, probably a trick worm or something similar to that. Like the new BFF from 13 fishing. Uh, have you ever fished Massachusetts? I have not. My mom's from Massachusetts. I visited there for the first time two years ago, but uh, I've never fished it. Uh, don't know anything about the Cast King Speed Demon Rods. Um, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip ahead a little bit because I know I got way, 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 way behind. Um, good evening. Uh, tell... Oh, Tackle Junkie must, must be on here. Sorry, I didn't see you, Jimmy. Uh, let me go to the next one. BFS bait finesse system. Basically, finesse fishing, which lets you use bait casting gear for all types of bass lures or presentations. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, Gene, tried uh, your janky rig, or we're going to call it the chicken rig because that's what Ike and Ellie called it and made that video before I did, and I didn't realize he had, so... Caught a fish on the first cast, believer. That's awesome, man. But yeah, I think we're going to call it the chicken rig. Uh, if you had one bait to fish with the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, somebody asked me that list last week would be a, a straight tail worm, like a trick worm or a finesse worm. And I, I can catch fish on, on that in many, many, many different ways. So are you still fishing out of your mayfly? I am not. I, when, when, uh, when Jackson and I split ways, they weren't living up to their part of the deal. And so uh, I stepped away from Jackson and I gave them back my Mayfly. Never, I don't have anything bad about it to say about it. I loved that boat. Absolutely. It was a great boat. Um, the Bonafide is just better. It, it's more, more stable. It's more comfortable. And I just, I love paddling that Bonafide. Any tips for bank fishing, Illinois? I've been out a few times and been skunked. Um, go watch my video called How to Catch Your First Fish or How to Catch Your First Bass. I think that's what it's called. 
rig you up one of those worms and go fishing, man. That's what I do when the fishing gets tough. I go straight to a something, sometimes something like a mojo rig or a split shot rig or something like that with a little bitty worm and you should be good. Our ducats, our ducat triads any good? I have not tried them out, man. I just heard about them recently. And uh, as soon as I get a chance to get my hands on one, I'm going to try them out. So I'm in Georgia. Where would you recommend to fish? Uh, same thing. Go to the DNR website, uh, search the counties around you. So you don't have to travel far and you'll be able to find uh, plenty of places to fish. I'm not a fan of the big lakes in Georgia, uh, but the smaller public fishing areas are really, really good. So it all depends on where you live. How do you feel about your something head for swim baits? I'm about that. I've never heard of that one either. Uh, do you think spinner baits work in crystal clear water? Uh, I've never had any luck using them in strip pits. There's a few colors that I'll use in crystal clear water. I try to stay away from gold uh, blades. Um, I like to use a smaller compact. There's, there's a spinnerbait I use and it, it, it came to mind as soon as you said that, uh, it's called a mini me and I can't remember. I think it's called made, made by spot sticker baits. Um, but I've been using them for like 15 years and they're just a smaller compact spinnerbait, but get one in, in a color called firecracker, which is mostly clear with some glitter in it. Um, but that's my color for super clear water. It works. You just got to fish them faster than you think you ought to. So law one, eight, three, one. Thanks for the $15, man. He says, Gene, do you throw those Magnum size swim baits like the 5.8 Kitex? If so, how do you rig them uh, hook and line size? I don't, I was going to fish them with Mike Buca from Bullshad about a year ago and our, our trip got canceled. Uh, I've got some hanging. I've just never rigged them. And I just big ounce and a quarter, one ounce and one ounce and a quarter uh, swim bait heads is what we were going to use but we were going to fish the tail races on the Tennessee river for big smallmouth. So we just never got a chance to do it. Um, let's see. Oh, that's a good question. Losing your grip says, how do you feel about wading in small lakes or ponds? Is it effective or should I just save that for river fishing in smallies? I used to do it all the time, dude. Uh, wading in ponds just gets you away from the cover that gets your, your bait snagged up you know, behind you and the trees and everything else. I used to wait all the time um, and it gets you out just a little bit further, but be light on your feet um, and don't get stuck in the mud because I've done it many, many times, but be very light on your feet and try not to make very much noise and you'll find that you'll catch a ton of, ton of fish. Ed Wolf, how you doing, man? Uh, he says, Gene, love the, Ed, the post-spawn video. Appreciate it. Um, addicted to Bass 2 says, I live in Arizona. And bass are just starting to spawn and hitting top water, but I'm having trouble keeping them hooked on a frog. I've lost more than I catch any advice. Okay, there's. I'm going to run through the the parameters or the, the the requirements for a good hook set on a frog. Number one, you need to have a heavy uh, power rod. You got to have 50 to 65 pound braid. And this is because you don't want to have any stretch in your line and you want to get power to that hook as fast as you possibly can. That's why the stiff rod, that's why the heavy braid. Um, number two, the other one is um, your hook set. You see the bite, you drop your rod and go one, 1,000, two, 1,000, set the hook on three and try to rip his lips off with the hook set. That's how hard you got to set the hook. 
Um, other thing is go with a good quality frog. Um, you can get the cheap ones all you want, but if that hook is if the, at a wrong angle or if it's just a dull hook or it's just a cheap hook or the frog is too stiff and it can't collapse on itself, you're going to have issues. And so that's the details of it. Uh, I helped 13 design their, uh, their um, trash panda, their new trash panda frog, and it has all the little parameters that I like with a topwater frog to be able to work well. So go check that one out if you want to. But biggest thing is, is just make sure you have the right gear and you set the hook like a man. Uh, Jeff Wilson. Uh, okay. Thanks, Hunter. Thanks for trying to answer questions for me. Uh, any tips for mid Wisconsin Lake water temps in the low fifties? Get your chatterbait out, brother. Um, that lipless crankbait, they're, they're hitting right now. If it's in low fifties, they're hitting. You're just going to have to fish a little slower or bump stuff. Uh, go watch a lot of my pre-spawn videos because that's all in the 50s, every bit of them. Oh, Micah, how you doing, man? He says, do you ever tie a snell knot flipping? How strong is it compared to a polymer improved clinch knot? I tied the snell knot for two years, and I decided to go back to a palomar knot on braided line is what I'm talking about because I only tie a palomar knot on braid. Decided to go back to a palomar knot, and I, my hookup ratio went way, way up. Um, I was losing a lot of fish, even with a properly tied um, snail knot. I was I was catching a lot more fish with the Palomar knot. Uh, da, 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 da. East Ohio fishing. Do you think the bait maker the bait makes a difference when you're flipping mats? Besides having compact profile, I mean, it. Hmm. If there's a lot of water under the mats, which in the, in the fall that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for mats that have the most water underneath it. It really does. You've got to have something that can get through those mats pretty easily. But then when it gets to the, through the mats, it has some action falling down. Um, sometimes I catch them good on a worm that has a little kicktail, like a cutter worm, a rage cutter worm. Sometimes I, I catch them better on a, on a beaver style bait. But, uh, but it just all depends. And most of the time it doesn't, though. It really doesn't. And it has more to do with color. So under mats, I'm always fishing black and blue anyway. So uh, let's see. Do you fish a floating worm with a drop shot uh, going for two, three pound large one? Yeah, dude, it really doesn't matter what worm you're throwing on a drop shot. They're going to, if they're going to bite it, they're going to bite it. I've caught them on an 11 inch worm drop shotting before and it had a ribbon tail and it was, I never fish ribbon tails on a drop shot because they are, the ribbon always gets, ribbon tail always gets wrapped around the line. But this time I was doing it, I was catching fish like crazy. So, but, uh, but yeah, floating worm would be just great. Is a bona fide SS-107 a good kayak for a 10-year-old to start out with? That might be a little bit of a heavy boat for him. Um, I'm not. It's a great one if he's a if he's a, a bigger than average 10-year-old. Yes, and he'll grow into it and he'll love it till he's a teenager. Um, I would suggest the 117, which is a little lighter and it paddles a little bit better. Um, but the 107 would be fine with him. He just have to get a little used to paddling. That's just my opinion. I, my 10 year old probably couldn't do it, but he's a small kid or he was when he was 10, he was a small kid. So uh, how old is John David now? Holy crap. I hope he's not listening. Um, any tips on how to fish a jerk bait or any walking baits from sitting down in a kayak? Whoo. Um, you have to build that muscle in your wrist. I can't do it because I can't, I can't jerk a rod with my hand moving that direction. Um, I stand up to do it. 
and if and and that would be the best thing for you to do is just to stand up but uh, a little side action would work too it's just tough and i just don't i choose not to do it because i can't so nick barrett man thanks for the canadian three bucks brother appreciate it all right let me get caught back up a little bit uh brandon moore says i'm moving to georgia in july from alaska holy crap you must be in the military Warner Robins area. Have you fished around there? If so, what lake would you recommend first? Uh, enjoy your videos and content. Oh, there's a public fishing area down there, and I cannot remember the name of. There's two or three in your area in, that'll be in your area that are PFAs that are excellent. You just have to make sure you've got the right um, the right permits for it. Some have they. There's two or three different types of permits depending on what public fishing area if it is, it's in. If it's in a WMA, it's a different one. If it's like Rocky Mountain, which is in a, um, it's just a, a, a DNR public access. I don't know what it's called, but anyway, you have to have a different permit for that too. So what do you use when it really, it's really rocky. Texas rig kept hanging, uh, hanging up. I usually use a crankbait uh, when it's really rocky because they can tick over top of the rocks. Uh, a lot of times if I'm getting hung in a, with a Texas rig, I'll go to a lighter, um, a lighter weight and it will stay and it'd be easier to get out of the rocks and just don't fish it as slow. If I start to slow way down, it gets hung up. It's because I let that sinker slide down into the rocks. Uh, for bank fishing, Illinois, slow roll a small swim bait on the bottom. Oh, I didn't think about that. It's a good one. Uh, do I always use a trailer hook on a buzz bait? 90% of the time I do. And the other 10%, I usually re regret not having one on. So I remember I was fishing with a guy once years ago and they were on a summertime, uh, buzz bait bite. And I was throwing one with a, a trailer hook and he wasn't, I said, you going to put a trailer hook on? They're like, nah, I don't do it. I don't need one. About 30 seconds later, he missed about a five pounder and, uh, it was because he didn't have a trailer hook on it craziness uh what's my favorite color for clear water and what's your favorite color for dirty water my favorite color for clear water is going to be green pumpkin or maybe watermelon red um green pumpkin with some type of glitter and for dirty water is black and blue uh looking for great fish finder my kayak what do you recommend i have a raymarine element and i love it i love it i no longer have a contract with raymarine but i love that uh, that fish finder it is really, really good. So do spinners work well on medium power cranking rods? I, I, it just depends on the weight of the spinner, I guess. Um, I, that's what I would throw one on if it was a, if it was, you know, like a three eighths ounce and high and heavier, maybe a quarter ounce might be a little bit difficult to fat to cast, but shouldn't be too bad. Um, <laughs> Andy Leonard says, so ready to be able to cross state lines and get away from the water level changes that Kentucky Lake is throwing at us. Dude, it's raining so bad. I don't know if so you guys saw my Facebook post yesterday. I found a crawfish in my field yesterday. I, I'm 400 yards from the nearest creek, and I've got crawfish that live in my pasture right out here behind my house. Craziness. And it's a lot of them. I've got a whole colony of them. Oh, that's how wet it's been. And I and that's why I'm so slow getting my, my uh, garden planted because I can't keep the water out of it. I'm afraid my tomatoes are going to die because they get wet watered every single day, but, you know, for about 12 hours. 
Uh, Wicked Fishing, fishing my first bracket tourney next weekend. And thanks to you, I'll be my new bona fide bomber. That's awesome, man. Ooh, I love that. Man, that bomber was is gorgeous. I can't wait to you guys see my new one once they, op they open up the factory again and, and uh, get to making mine. So, hey, Gene, what would you recommend? What would you do for crystal clear water in a post-spawn? It is, it is a steel branch in Molina, Molina, Georgia. Never heard of that place. It has hardly any cover in its structure oriented. Dude, light line, natural colored worms is what I'd be throwing, really. Uh, and then top water early and late. Um, let's see. Somebody's making fun of me saying set the hook like a man. At least I didn't say put your man pants on. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Andy Leonard says I use the Spro ball bearing swivels with the coast lock snaps. How often do I need to retie them? I, whenever your line gets scuffed up is what I when I always retie, no matter if I'm using. I don't use swivel and snaps. So except for inline spinners, I'll use a swivel and a snap. So, um, any tips for swim jigs specifically in a kayak? I don't fish them any different than I do in a boat. Uh, swim jigs for me just cover everything. Uh, I love to fish them through the grass and pop them and shake my rod and, and bump them up against things and stuff like that. Uh, biggest thing is, is set the hook really, really hard and try to minimize the amount of stretch you have. If you've got one of those swim jigs that's made for big rods and stuff like that, it's got a big hook, it's not gonna, you'll catch them, it's just gonna be more difficult to hook them. Uh, so the swim jigs that I use from a kayak because they have kind of the medium grade uh, swim jig hooks is uh, the Greenfish Tackle swim jigs. And I've got them linked in a few videos where I talked about swim jigs, so. Just left, left Lake Jackson, Georgia. No matter how hard I try, I never get more than one a day. I give you all the credit in the world. Man, I used to fish that lake all the time. It's it's a blast. Um, it's a dock lake, and in the summertime, it's a deep offshore lake for spotted bass. The spotted bass have taken over that lake, so that's what makes it a little bit more difficult. They're a lot more aggressive, but they, they're, they suspend more, and they're offshore a little bit more. Jeff Cox, Gene, you saw... Uh, Gene saw your chatterbait video and got my PB smallmouth. Woohoo! 6.8 pound smallmouth. Holy cow, dude. That's awesome. Awesome. That's mine was a my my personal best smallmouth is 6.9 out of Lake Erie. So a 6.8. That's freaking sick, dude. Congratulations. Uh Heath Moore, what's going on? He's from Kentucky. Uh, I'm watching with my wife in the room. Can you give her a shout out and tell her to start fishing with me? <laughs> her name is Jen uh, <laughs> from Pas George from Pasadena, California. Jen, uh, once, okay, I'll give you, I'll tell you what my wife, up until like hey, two years ago, I didn't even think that my wife was remotely interested in going fishing with me. I put her on a kayak. We went out. Chad Hoover helped her catch her first bass. I didn't because I literally, I had no desire to help her catch a fish because she up until that point showed no desire to catch a fish. She wants to go fishing with me all the time now. All it takes is one fish. Don't be scared. Go fishing. It's a lot of fun. Um, 
Edwolf, is there an instance where you would use a trialing knot over an improved clinch knot? Uh, no. Mm -mm. I'll use a trialing. I, I, if if I needed to use a trialing knot, I just pull a, a split ring out of my or a, a, a duo clip out and tie to a duo clip and put the clip on. I hate tying a trialing knot. I'm about 50-50 for tying a good trialing knot. Uh, and then that's just because I haven't practiced it much. So my first Friday Night Live, been listening. This is losing your grip. Been listening on the podcast, uh, but a lot better being part of it. Thanks for the answer, Gene. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, and thanks for watching the podcast. I just did that because it's free and easy. I just throw these on there. I need to get a little bit more serious about it. But right now, I'm more serious about making videos this time of year. Any tips on Lake Lanier this time of the year? Um, Stay in the lower half of the lake and fish the creek arms but don't go all the way up fish the first thirds of the creeks and into those pockets they'll be there until the end of may june or end of june uh and they'll be in these big wolf packs so there will be some spawning right now uh whiskey gordon whoo i just lost your comment here it is. uh do you ever fish fast current in rivers or streams uh fished some the other day was surprised at the size and quality of fish in it noticed it was a completely different style of fishing <coughs> and you're right it is a completely different style of fishing i love it um i don't get to do it much because it's hard to film but uh shoal bass in central georgia are a lot of fun usually the fat fish are a lot more aggressive because they only have a split second to make a decision as the as the bait or whatever or whatever they want to eat uh, goes by them and they're all muscle because they fight that current. Now, I don't catch a lot of largemouth in rivers, but it's usually smallmouth or spotted bass or uh, shoal bass. So, yeah, it's a blast, man. If you if you have an hour left in, in a tournament and need to catch one fish, would you fish finesse or power? Ooh. Let me think about that. It, it, conditions are everything, but if I had to catch one more fish, it'd be finesse. Literally, I'd grab a Ned rig and go fishing um, if I just needed a fish. Now, if I needed a bigger fish, that's a whole different story and a whole different bag of worms I don't want to open up. So, uh, have I used a Strike King Mag jig head with a bull worm? Uh, no, I have not. Miguel, have any... I do I have any tips for bodies of water with not a lot of bass when you have limited resources, no finesse presentation. A lot of bass. Oh. Oh. Best thing for me, I'm first thing came to my mind was just to cover a lot of water with a small bait. Um, I don't understand why you can't do a finesse presentation though. So Matthew Presley, thanks for the five bucks. He said he says. When do you use three out three eighths versus a half? I use three eighths to start with. Um, it's like my confidence weight for spinner baits and for jigs and and swim jigs, uh, because I understand a lot about how the rate of fall and everything else. But anyway, and then when I'm fishing like twelve feet or deeper, I'll go to a half ounce without even hesitating. So it just all depends. But yeah, I'm, I'm probably 75, 80% three three eighths ounce. Good question. Uh, Scott Strites, as he fished the Savannah River south of Augusta all day Saturday and caught zero bass when fished, we fished slack water in the oxbows. Should we have fished the main channel? Uh, 
fish south of Augusta. So you fish below the lock and dam um, on the Savannah River. I would have fished right where the oxbows, not in the oxbows, but right where that current, uh, that, that current seam is at the oxbows. Um, and then maybe a little bit in, but it, I don't know what they're doing this time of the year. I usually fished it a little bit later. Uh, heading out for some late evening night fishing, what baits uh, do you recommend for this time of the year? Where are you fishing and what are your water temps? But I would throw a buzz bait or some type of a topwater um, if you were here in, in, the, in the south. So Cinco's or live worms? Cinco's. I don't fish live worms unless I'm fishing for bluegill. No, I didn't fish live worms then. It's always crickets. Blue, uh, live worms are too dirty. I get mud and dirt all over my boat. Uh, what are you throwing tomorrow morning after all this rain? I'm probably going to be throwing a square bill um, for a little while and then flipping a Texas rig into cover because they're spawning right now. They're going to be on stumps and logs and, and grass, holes in the grass and stuff like that. So what do you take with you to patch a hole in your kayak if you get one? Gator Guard makes something that's a kayak patch, and I can't remember the name of it. I used to keep one on my desk so I could show you guys, but I think I loaned, I gave it to somebody. But look up um, Gator Guard, and they have these patches. They have two sizes for holes in your kayak, and, and they're awesome, dude. It's, it sticks forever. Um, best herring spawn baits. Clear Super Spook Jr. with a red treble hook on the front of it is the best herring spawn bait. I've caught thousands of fish on them. Um, but a Super Spook Junior clear with a red hook, and you will catch every single fish on that red hook. And it's not because it's blood or anything else like that. It's because that's a target. All they see, because it's, it's windy, all they see is the splash, and as they're coming up there, they see a red thing, and they grab it. And hold on tight. Woo! I'm um, having trouble with my whopper ploppers rolling over on their side. What am I doing wrong? Any advice? Huh. Um, I've had it happen, and a lot of times it's because I've got grass in, in between the back section and the front section, or that wire is bent a little bit. Um, other than that, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember having that issue other than just having something caught in there. Um, how fast does your boat run? 46, I've had it 48, but that was with wind and current and stuff like that. But 46 is about where I can get it top speed on slick water. <clears throat> is top water bite on buzz bait, et cetera, fishing Oklahoma, Lake Texoma specifically? Um, I don't know if the bite's on or not. I, usually my top water, specifically a buzz bait bite, doesn't get started until post-spawn. Uh, so when the water gets up into the 70s, but I know a lot of people that can catch them, you know, in the 60s, pre-spawn, that kind of stuff, or during the spawn. I just can't do it. So, um, we have tiny sticks coming out of water all around the perimeter of the lake. What is the best to throw into them to catch the fish without getting hung up every time? Very frustrating. Woo! Are they, my thought is if they're straight sticks with no like limbs, like in Georgia, when they're building a lake and it takes forever for it to fill up, you'll get pine trees that grow or the lake's been down for a number of years. You get little pine tree saplings and they're miserable. Uh, you can drag a Texas rig through them like a weedless Texas rig is about the only way I know of to catch them. But if they're just straight sticks, a spinnerbait 
all day long and hit every single one of those sticks. And you'll get that reaction strike. So, uh, where can I hear your podcast? Let me pull up a, and I'll let you know. Give me just a second and I'll pull it up. Um, come on. Just takes a second. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Castbox, Podcast Addict, Google Podcast, um, and that's it so far. I have not pl- applied for like that. Um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, iTunes or anything. So, um, all right. Let me get caught back up. Uh, bending tips and ripping lips. Thanks for the five bucks, brother. He says fishing Lanier tomorrow night. Water temps are in the mid 60s, so they're spawning. Uh, lighted docks and most spawning areas. What would you use? Uh, tomorrow night, lighted docks. I almost always, always am dragging a lizard this time of the year or at night around lighted docks. Trust me. And it doesn't even have to be a black lizard, but a black lizard, a red lizard, whatever. But spawning area is biggest thing. They'll, they can find it. Dude, if you're dragging that lizard through their beds, they'll find it. Um, when do you choose a finesse Carolina rig or a mojo rig? Uh, usually when I'm fishing submerged grass and I need something to come through that over top of that grass very, very easily. The last time I fished one was during that Gunnersville tournament, kayak tournament last year. And every time the water got slick, I was throwing and it was, it was very little wind that day, but every time it got slick calm, I would throw that thing into the grass. It was seven feet deep. I was fishing and I'd catch fish dragging it. And then when the wind would pick back up, I'd throw a swim bait or a lipless crankbait or something like that. But, uh, usually it's almost always submerged grass that I want to fish on top of and not get buried into. So, uh, Stefan Walden says, uh, buzz toads be good. Yes. This time of the year, I'd be throwing a buzz toad too at night. I didn't even think about that. Uh, ENV Fishing says, I just got back from fishing and I got skunked here in El Paso, Texas. So thought I would get some pointers from the master. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Every fish, ever fish uh, the upper Potomac? I have not uh, near Harper's Ferry. I've driven over it a few times and never fished it. Um Man, I need to get out more, but I'm not doing it right now. Gosh, almighty. Uh, thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Uh, what's what's best line for topwater pound braid shot? What I don't understand your question. Uh, best line for topwater is probably going to be monofilament or braid, depending on what kind of topwater you're throwing. Uh, what's a what's a cheap bass boat? I recommend. The one you can afford. My first one was a 14-foot Grumman John boat with an eight-horse tiller on it. Cost me a thousand bucks, and it had a trailer. So that was my first one. So, um, the Cordova 2011 says, "New to bass fishing, gone out a handful of times and been skunked every time." Any tips for a beginner? Go watch my video on how to catch your first bass. Just seriously, I've helped. Thousands of people catch their first bass with that one video. Um, and it, and you can do it. And I know I'm standing it and I say it in there. Don't, doesn't matter whether you got a boat or not. You can catch a fish doing that. So best Texas rig curly tail worm. 
a big one. That's the only time I ever throw Texas curly rig uh, Texas rig worms is in the May end of May, early June, July, August, anywhere along there, and they're just big. I love the Mag twos from Z Man or from Z Man from uh, Zoom baits. Um, yeah. How's the stability of the Bonafide SS107 compared to the 127? It's a little less, but not very noticeable. You have to get into one and then get into the other to uh, to really tell. Uh, the stability loss is because it's not as long as the 127. So you're two foot shorter, but it's still very, very stable. You can stand up easily, turn around, fish it. I don't even, if I'm just, if I'm concentrating on fishing, I don't even realize I'm in the 107 over the 127 sometimes. It's a lot easier to paddle though than the 127. It, it really is. You you get going pretty quick. Hey Gene, uh, we are new to fishing and absolutely love your uh, your content. Learn so much. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Stefan. Thanks for the five bucks, brother. Oh man, we need to get together. I'm so tired of being stuck at the house. How long of a leader are you using on your baitcaster? Um, I usually start about eight feet and I let it get to about three before I'll retie. Um, but eight, eight feet, a little bit longer than the rod I'm fishing is usually where I start. So, um, what do you think about ducket rods? James, I haven't tried ducket rods in a number of years. I've been with 13 for four years and I sold all my ducats. Uh, I never was with ducket, but I liked their rods because they were white and you could see them on video really, really well. Um, and then the negotiations, when I decided to make YouTube my way of living, negotiations weren't that easy with Duckett. So, um, but then 13 and I started chatting. Have you ever thought of buying a 3D printer and making your own lures? I have thought about it. I ain't that smart. Uh, I'd pull my hair out trying to figure out how to run a 3D printer. But uh, I do have some 3D printed test baits uh, in a box right there that I can't show you yet. But uh, I'll be able to show you in the next few months. Um would, can you share what kind of bait you use when the eight, when the barometric pressure is high? When I've got high barometric pressure, I've got two choices. I can fish a, um, a worm or something that looks edible on the bottom, like a worm or a jig or, or a small spinner, uh, swim bait fished really, really slow. Or I can fish really fast and erratically with like a crankbait or a spinner bait. Um, uh, a swim jig and try to beat it off of cover and get it to change direction and get a reaction bite. Um, those are my two options when it's high pressure. Uh, you don't know either way until you try it, but the bass will let you know what they want. Uh, I've got a, a video somewhere in my archives. I got 700 and some odd videos now, guys, but I got a video somewhere in my, in my archives on how to make them bite. And that's what I'm talking about when I talk about erratic actions that'd be a good one to go watch um any tips about for rocky mountain can't seem to get anything going there tie on a creature bait i use a rage bug um green pumpkin or black and blue doesn't really seem to matter but a uh, a zoom um a baby brush hog would work really good too and go find the laydowns uh, any kind of wood cover they're spawning on right now or the stumps. There's not very many stumps comparative to how big those lakes are. And you want to work around the base of those stumps in three to five feet of water. And you'll catch some fish. You're not going to catch a lot of them and you're going to make a lot of casts, but you're going to catch some fish. So
So, um, and I'll probably see you out there because I got to do some more filming this week. Uh, Tanner Brown, thanks for the five bucks, man, and the other five bucks. I appreciate it. Your brother, you're awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. Uh, it says keep keep up the good work. Love the videos. Thanks, man. Uh, hitting Hartwell in the morning. Been doing decent on red lipless cranks. Woo! That bite is on. Us so awesome. Anything you recommend tomorrow? Uh, keep throwing a red lipless crankbait if they're, they're still biting it. If and, and it's more or less where they're gonna be. If I were you, and this is one thing I love to do along the Savannah River chain, is I would go up into a pocket and look for where those those creek arms swing up against the bank in those short little creeks. Um. You can tell by just looking for steep bank is what you're looking for. And then fish where that steep bank starts and where it ends. You can drag something, but I would be throwing that lipless crankbait and doing a little start, stop, retrieve. So you're going one, two, three, four, five, stop for a spec second. And it looks like this. And that's all you're doing. And uh, and you'll wreck them, dude. It's If the if that red lipless crankbait bite is on, that's my favorite way to catch them. Hey there, I've never been an avid fisher before and wanted to try it out but i have no idea where to start any tips i'm gonna talk about my videos again but i've got a um a playlist called for beginners or fishing for beginners um it starts from the bare bone basics and where to start and when i made that when i started making that playlist um it was in the back of my mind i was thinking of a single mom or a dad or somebody that wanted to teach their kid how to fish and had no clue where to start and wanted to get their kids started, but it ended up being a really good series of videos for anybody who's starting to fish. And it just goes through from the bare bone basics all the way through in order. Just start watching those videos, man. And you, you'll catch, you'll catch something in short order. It'd be a lot of fun. So, uh, Bubba Basson says, Hey, Hey boss, man, how do you change your approach? When post spawn rolls around, East Alabama is flooded and muddy. Haven't been hitting cons consistent lately. Any tips? Once, once they start to move out, and I noticed this on Rocky the other day. You know, every day I've been going, I'd go out deeper and not see anything. And the other day, just for the first time, I went out and I was going over some structure, a little point or a little rise, and I saw bass down on the bottom. And they, you know, they're bass on a fish finder just because they're just they're not tight together, but they're kind of a little scattered and a little off the bottom, and they're in that on that key structure. And I was like, man, they've either got a school or got a group that have finished spawning and moving out, or that's the next group about to move in. I think it one was some moving out. Um, they move out on the points and stuff like that, and. If you've got muddy water, they're going to be on those points, but they're going to be as close to the bank as they can get. So work your way out of those spawning areas and hit the, the shallowest part of those points. And you'll find fish up there. It's just a matter of getting it close enough to them for them to see it and bite it. So JSN WLS1512, man, you make that hard for me. Uh, thanks for the five bucks, man. It says, hook them horns, love the videos, keep doing what you're doing. Go dogs. That's awesome, man. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Zoo Life 22 says, I'm wanting to get into kayak fishing. Hobie PA12 or Old Town uh, Predator. I would, uh, Hobie PA12. Uh, Hobie's still got one of the best kayaks on the market, hands down. So yeah, if you can, if you got a chance to get a Hobie PA12, jump on it. 
Uh, what's the best all-around type of line to use? Ooh. I, I don't know. I use fluorocarbon most of the time with braid for a spe specific applications, and I also use braid on all my spinning reels. Um, the best all-around type, I, I'd have to say some type of a, a copolymer or uh, or maybe a monofilament, but monofilament just doesn't have a – it has too much stretch stretch for me because I'm spoiled. I've gotten to the point where I've got good fluorocarbon. And I use Seaguar fluorocarbon and, and, uh, and braided line. And I've been using it since 2006. And I love it. So bank fishing, please, for us boatless viewers. Whoo, that is a good idea. Um, I've, the problem with bank fishing in Georgia is there's not a lot of access. Down in Florida, there's tons of, of places to go bank fishing. In Georgia, 99% of it is private. And 100% of that is almost impossible to get access to. And so that's why you've never seen me do a lot of bank fishing videos. It's just there's not a lot of places to go and be successful bank fishing for largemouth bass. Um, I've got a couple of private ponds I can go fish at. I just haven't had a chance to go yet. But in, and it's the same thing. I got to ask the owner every single time. So just tough. Um, I wish we had more bank access, but Georgia screwed that up many, many years ago. Uh, let's see. I've noticed full moon fishing in the morning is terrible and it's better to fish during the evening. What's your opinions on moon phases? I don't pay much attention to them, but I have noticed that in the morning after a full moon, they've already done what they needed to do and they're, and they're, they're kind of calmed down or settled down. But, uh, on a full moon, if I've got a fish, it's going to be in the evening anyway. So. Holy cow, this one went by fast, guys. We still got a little bit more time. Uh, JB, thanks for the, the uh, $5 super sticker, whatever that is. I'll have to f figure out what that is. Um, let's see. Fistful Thinking says, how long would you spend on a lure or certain, certain color before changing? And would you change color or type of lure first? Um. The water clarity determines what colors I use. And there's a couple of good videos out there that I've done that, that are all about that. Um, one thing that has totally over the years has totally changed my success in fishing from being eh, to being really, really good. And I'm being able to, to make adjustments really well is I have learned to quickly realize when I've lost confidence in something and the type of lure or even the location that I'm at is, is, is what it's all about. If I, as soon as I lose confidence in a lure, I, I change. And a lot of times, and we have a bad habit of once we lose confidence in a lure, we still try to force feed the fish for 20, 30, 40 minutes and waste, you know, a long time trying to catch them on this bait that you're not catching fish on and you don't have any confidence in. So, my suggestion is as soon as you realize that you have lost confidence in that bait, change to something different. And it's not, sometimes I'll go complete opposite and sometimes I won't. It's all conditional. But the biggest thing is, is to, is I'll switch from like a moving bait to a, uh, a bait that I'm, that doesn't move much that I drag on the bottom is one of the, ch the changes that I'll make. But the biggest thing is, is recognize when you've lost confidence because confidence is so key. 
Kathy. Oh, Kathy's answering something for G Zoo Life. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. She did just get a Predator PDL. That's awesome. Thank you, Kathy. I'd forgotten about that. Uh, am I still using my Confab trailer? Yes, I am, Zachary. I sure am. How would you fish high water rivers this time of the year? Really, really shallow. When they get high, I try to get as close to the bank as I can and fish really, really shallow. So, um, recommendation for bait or lure tomorrow in Georgia, Hard Labor Creek Reservoir. Um, let me think. Hard Labor Creek. Uh-oh, I just double tapped my computer. There we go. Hard Labor Creek tomorrow. Um, fish the outside. Oh, my goodness. It's so hard because it's there's so many cool things to use at Hard Labor Creek. Um my favorite lure on Hard Labor Creek is a red bug, not a red bug, a uh, red shad lizard, believe it or not, or some type of a red lizard fished uh, in the little holes that are in the, the uh, you got all those pine trees that are around the edge because it took three years for it to fill up and fished the hard spots that don't have any pine trees on them that are on the points uh, and along the bank. So they'll be spawning in there. Uh, what size rod do you throw a flipping jig gob? I throw it on a seven foot four, um, heavy, let me think seven, four heavy, um, omen black rod, 13 fishing omen black rod is my, uh, is my flipping jig rod. My, that's a heavy jig. So I'm throwing it on a heavy action rod, 65 pound braid, eight, one, one gear ratio reel. Do you have leaders on all of your reels and what's the best leader and not to tie? I don't have them on all my reels, but the ones that I do tie a leader to braid, um, I have fluorocarbon leader. It's usually Seaguar Brazex, and I tie a an FG knot 100% of the time, and I will probably for the rest of my life because that's a 100% knot strength knot, and you rarely can find a 100% knot 100% knot um, when you're when you're talking about joining two lines. So. It's called the FG knot. Oh, and it's not easy to tie. It's one of those. I spent three days practicing in my living room tying that knot before I got it right. And I, it was frustrating, but I still, because I knew it was such a good knot, I learned how to tie it. Uh, Franklin Davila, what's going on? Says, uh, what up, Bubba? Uh, is it better to fish before storm or after? Always before. Uh, after, it's a lot more difficult. You can still catch them, but you can't expect much. Uh, right after a good storm because that lightning and thunder and all that stuff scares the crap out of the fish uh, Give us a jitterbug story. I once owned a jitterbug Yeah, and I never fished it. <laughs> I really need to fish those fish jitterbugs one of the oldest Lures on the market that are still out there and still made the same way and I've never fished one uh, Do you use a trailer on spinnerbait chatterbait? I do on a chatterbait. I rarely ever do on a spinnerbait uh, unless I need to make a big spinnerbait out of a small spinnerbait, then I'll put a big paddle tail on there. Uh, what would you throw in 65 degree water with lots of grass? A chatterbait is exactly what I would throw. Um, Joey Upton, thanks for the five bucks, man. I appreciate it. He says, thanks. Love the videos. Um, I'm trying to find a decent question for my last couple of, I've always sworn by, okay, Dylan going says, I've always sworn by the double uni knot, but I watched your video about the FG knot and I'll never go back. Dude, it is. I'm serious. 
And I, I've tied an, uh, an improved uh, Albright knot for a number of years. And that's a great knot. Problem is, is it wears out quickly. The FG knot never wears out. Uh, going through the guides thousands and thousands and thousands of times. Now, I did make a mistake the other day, and I, I tied my FG knot way too long, way, 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 way too many wraps. And it tumbles as it goes through the guides. And I cut it off, tied one a little bit smaller, and now it's just fine. That's one of my bad habits as I'll tie too many wraps on it. So, all right. One last question from Stephen. It says, when you walk, or Stefan, sorry, Stefan. I don't know why I did that. When you walk up to a pond, what factors do you pay attention to to determine what you are going to rig on two rods? My son, Eddie, wants to know he is tired of getting beat. <laughs> Eddie, the first thing you need to do is kick your dad in the, sh in the shins and then go fishing. Um, no. Uh, what? First thing I do is I look at the water color, whether I'm fishing out of a boat or bank or anything else. I want to see what how how deep I can see a bait. So how far a bass can see a bait in the water is what I'm concerned with. And so uh, watch that video for me about how to choose color. But then the next thing is, is, is it windy or is it not windy? If it's windy, I'm going to throw something moving to start with. If it's not windy, I'm going to throw something slow. But if you really want to beat your daddy, um, let me think. Go watch that video about the, 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 the forgotten rig that I just posted a few weeks ago. And tie one of those things on and go beat your daddy. And don't let him fish one because he'll beat you with it. So, all right, guys, I'm going to jump off here. It's been an hour. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so, so much for joining me. Um, be sure to enter the contest, go to the, go to some of my recent videos, click in the, on the description and in the description, click on the link for the Georgia 811 link and, uh, go enter the contest, dude. I want to take somebody fishing next month. Uh, and we're going to, like I said, we're, no matter where you live, we're going to get you here. We're going to put you up in a hotel for two nights. Um, and you're going to go fishing with me on Saturday and we might even do it on Friday, but Saturday and then we'll film a video. So awesome. Appreciate it, everybody. Thanks for joining me. But like I always say, be sure to introduce somebody to fishing. Introduce them to my channel. Let me help you teach them how to fish. More importantly, get out on the water. Go out and catch some fish and have a great day. We'll see you.